Hello and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor SF Walker and I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman. According to the book, The Day America Told the Truth, James Patterson and Peter King report that 91% or 9 out of 10 Americans lie regularly. Where do we, as individuals, fall statistically? Are we one of the 91% or the 9%? And each person must answer this question for him or herself. Now, how truthful are we going to be when we do answer? Further breakdown of the statistics indicate that 86% of people lie to their parents. 75% of people lie to their friends. 73% of the people lie to their siblings. 69% of the people lie to their lovers. 61% of the people lie to their boss. 59% of the people lie to their children. What a calamity. In our younger years, many of us were thought to shut off or close down the emotional facet of our being. We were programmed to deny feelings, to bury them. If our feelings were hurt or we didn't like something the way it was, we were thought to forget it, to ignore it. It doesn't matter. Don't think about it or be quiet and it might go away. Well, guess what? It, those feelings, didn't go away. Denying them didn't make them disappear. Those feelings were repressed, suppressed, stuffed, or buried. However, that doesn't mean that they went away. We did, however, learn how to lie to ourselves and to others. Feelings. Number one, to perceive or to be aware of through thought. Number two, bodily or emotional reactions, instinct, etc. To produce an indicated overall condition, impression, or reaction. Number three, an impression produced upon a person having a sensation. And number four, marked by or indicating emotion. Thoughts. Number one, that which the mind thinks. Number two, the act or process of using the mind actively and deliberately. Number three, the product of thinking, an idea, concept, judgment, etc. Number four, inward reasoning, the workings of conscious. Emotions. Number one, a strong surge of feeling marked by an impulse to outward expression and often accompanied by a complex bodily reaction and any strong feeling as love, hate, or joy. Number two, any agitation of mind 
or excitement of sensibility. And number three, a moving of the mind or soul. Belief. Acceptance number one, acceptance of the truth or actuality of anything without certain proof, mental conviction. Number two, that which is believed, something held to be true or valid, belief denotes acceptance with or without proof or strong emotional feelings. Important definitions. The law of control simply says that we feel good about ourselves to the exact degree to which we feel we are in control of our own life and that we feel bad about ourselves when we feel out of harmony with ourselves to the exact degree to which we feel we are controlled by outer circumstances, by other people, by things beyond our control. But all control begins with taking control of the feelings we hold in our heart, because these feelings determine the thoughts we hold in our conscious mind. Everything that happens in our life happens by law and not by chance. It is our primary duty to understand the laws that control our destinies. See, feelings are causes and the conditions are the effects. If we wish our lives to be different in the future, it is necessary that we change our feelings, which then change our thinking in the present moment. By so doing, we change the direction of our lives. So here's a doing something about it formula. Number one, listen to your words, to your outer talk. By doing this, you're training yourself for taking the next step, which is number two, listening to and hearing what you are saying to yourself and listening to your self-talk. You then discover the passageway to your step number three, thoughts. By recognizing your thoughts, you can begin tracing them back to number four, feelings, which initially trigger the thoughts in the first place. In The Secret Life of the Unborn Child, Dr. Thomas Verney tells us that the unborn child is not passive, mindless creature of the traditional pediatric texts. We now know that the unborn child is an aware, reacting human being from the sixth month on, perhaps even earlier, leads an active, emotional life. Along with this startling finding, we have made these discoveries. The fetus can see, hear, experience, taste, and at a primitive level even learn. Most importantly, fetus can feel, not with an adult sophistication, but feel nonetheless. The article discusses the unborn's development and his sensitivity to light at the 16th week of pregnancy. By the fourth month, the unborn baby has developed its basic reflexes, which allow facial expressions. By the fifth or sixth month, the unborn is as sensitive to touch as a newborn is. From the 24th week on, he hears all the time, listening to those noises in his mother's body and to voices, music, etc. Between 28 and 34 weeks, his brain and neural circuitry is as advanced 
as a newborn's is. And the cerebral cortex is mature enough to support consciousness. A few weeks later, brain waves become distinct. Thus, throughout the third trimester, he is equipped, or she, with most of the physiological capability of a newborn. Even more intriguing is evidence of the impact of the mother's and father's attitudes and feelings on their unborn child. Based on the findings of many other researchers, as well as his own experiences as psychoanalyst Dr. Verney, presents evidence that the attitude towards the mother, towards the pregnancy, and the child, as well as towards her partner, has a profound effect on the psychological development of the child and on the birth experience itself. Barbara Ann Brennan, physicist, therapist, healer, research scientist for NASA, and author of Hands of Light, tells us that we as human beings create according to our beliefs. She explains that the creation or manifestation of disease takes place when a concept or a belief is transmitted, resonated or broadcast from the mental, emotional or other areas of our being into the physical energy field. See, whatever you believe, that feeling becomes your reality. You are the sum total of all of your belief systems to this very moment. Your beliefs, from a screen of logic or a screen of prejudice, through which you see the entire world. You never allow in any information that is inconsistent with your beliefs, even if you have beliefs that are totally inconsistent with your reality. To the degree to which you believe these things to be true, they become true for you. So wake up, open your consciousness, be enthused about becoming more aware of what you are feeling, of what you are thinking, of every word you speak, of how you act or react in everything you do. Pay attention. Awareness comes as results. When you become more aware of the challenges as they occur and see them for the opportunities they are, opportunities for growth, give thanks to what you are experiencing. Miracles happen when you express gratitude to God. Praise Him and give thanks in all things. Joy is preceded by gratitude. Remember, even if the perception is disordered and untrue, the mind-body still believes it to be true. When a feeling or a thought validates what we already believe to be true, the emotion accompanying the validation gathers energy and becomes more and more indelibly fixed, rooted and ingrained in us. And this, in return, what profoundly governs our daily beliefs, attitudes and actions from then on. All too often, our conditions have forced us to turn our feelings and emotions off. Social restrictions often made it inappropriate to say what we truly felt or even thought. Rather than learning how to appropriately address our true feelings and emotions, we were led to believe that if we turned them off, somehow we wouldn't hurt inside. 
or sometimes we were forced to turn them off because the pain of feeling was overwhelming. Consequently, we have paid a high price by supposedly turning them off, by always conforming. The price was that we lost touch with our true feelings. If and when we reconnect with those feelings, we face them head on, growth and progress will be much better served. So number one, become aware, mindful, conscious of your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions, your words and actions. Number two, let go of blame and judgment. Number three, let go of force and control. Number four, sincerely forgive the past, everyone and everything, including yourself and let go of it. Number five, resolve all resentment, bitterness and pride. Number six, love without putting conditions on that love, again, including yourself. Number seven, recognize that everyone is perfect the way they are. Number eight, accept responsibility and accountability for yourself. Number nine, quit resisting. Number 10, quit denying. Number 11, give thanks in all of things. Be grateful for the challenges and the pain. It gets your attention to let you know that you're out of balance. Number 12, be excited about getting to know the real you. And number 13, pray to God and have Him assist you in your efforts. The choice is really yours. Do you choose going around feeling like a victim? Or are you the master of your destiny? Always remember, when we recognize and accept with unconditional love the perfection in everything, it allows us to shift, to change, and grow effortlessly. Please, do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below, so buy it and read. Never stop learning. Thank you. Love and respect.